That's exactly what I thought about. I was like, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend sixty dollars at the movies and have nothing to show for it in two hours, or I could spend thirty dollars, sit on my ass at home, and be able to go watch the movie whenever the hell I want. Well, let's be honest, Tricky, you would have paid double the the sixty dollars just to be able to sit on your ass at home. Probably. <laughs> I am a lazy person. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex. I yield to no one. Steve and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Show Viewers. This is episode 487. I'm your host, Tricky Mick, alongside with me. He brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I'm a little flustered right now. Yield, how are you doing, sir? Oh, not hateful. You playing anything good? Mm, same old, same old. All right. Uh, we're going to have Alex join in later in the show uh, right now. He is uh, currently coming back from doing the Pokemon Go Fest. So he's going to be joining us a little later. Uh, hopefully this edit's not too bad for him because the audio on my end is spiking really bad and I'm scared it's maxing out. Uh, let's do our updated trophy count. I am level 615 with total trophies of 14,280 with 267 Platinums. I have seven in the last week. Alex is level 443, total trophies of 7,308 with 112 and 111 games. I thought I'd make sure you did that. <laughs> Yield, what are you, sir? Uh, I'm sitting here re- recording with you. What are you doing? You know I hate when you do this shit. Well, that's because you opened it up totally different than normal, so I could go with it. Uh, <laughs> level 450, trophy count of 7518 and a plat count of 129. And Sid is level 517 with total trophies of 10,451 with 179 Platinums. All right, so Yield, uh, Jelly, this is where we go into what we're playing. So we're going to start with you, sir. What have you been playing? So I've been playing some Rocket League. Uh, fired up Knockout Cities the other night and promptly got whooped every game. Uh, got your ass handed to you? I, it felt like it. I got MVP in one game that we won, but it sure didn't feel like I was MVP. Okay. I've uh, been playing Scully, Baja, Edge of Control HD, After Party, and been pushing really hard on Helldivers. So hopefully we can finish out this campaign with a win. I don't know yet. It's too early to tell. All right. And I uh, have been playing the Moors Phoenix Rising Gun, back and playing the DLC. Uh, played a little bit of Everybody's Golf with you on stream the other night. It was pretty fun. Oh, yeah, we did play some Everybody's Golf. How'd that work out for you? Uh, well, the first game... Now, okay, I'm going to be clear about this. The first game, you did win because even if the reason I'm about to give uh, was, is true, I did fuck up on two holes where you didn't fuck up, so you would have won legitimately. But you probably whipped my ass because you were using big air clubs when I wasn't... And you were consistently uh, double driving me. I can't but, help it. You didn't remember to select Big Air Club. Absolutely. Not, I'm not putting that on you. But the second game, which I used the Big Air Clubs, uh, I did come back and beat you by uh, 
Officially one. one stroke, but it should have been two strokes because the game cheated for you. Uh-huh. We got it on stream. And then the third match, you did win again. I think you won by, what, two? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, and really, it came down. It was a really even match. You just you got some lucky breaks, and I didn't get those lucky breaks. And I'm not using that as an excuse. You just legitimately hit some good shots and got some good rolls. Yeah. So you did win. But it's not over. We're doing well, it, uh, it, it, it's best over. seven. No, he he's going to keep upping it until he finally gets above me. And they're like, I won! Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. I uh, played some Rocket League, uh, got a showcase in that, which yield uh, this week. You didn't get a showcase in your Rocket League Thursday. Oh, well. Surprising. Alex got his. Uh, the Walking Dead Season 2, working through that. Played some Rock Band 4, uh, some Rogue Company, some Sackboy. Played that with Sweet Mama D. And... Currently, I am playing some Ghost of Tsushima. I'm trying to get back into that. I'm surprised you didn't ask me how Ghost of Tsushima is doing. No, I already know how it is. Yeah, but I, I was critical of it before, so I figured maybe you were going to ask me how I was enjoying it. No. All right. You either like it or you don't. I'm not. I, I can't. I can't make you like it. I think I just got a. I think the first time I played, I just didn't give it a fair shake because the controls were getting to me. So, oh, that's bullshit. Sorry, I'm watching uh, Money in the Bank right now. Uh, do you want to know the result there, Yield? No, because if I did, I would be there watching it. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's get into our topics. Our first topic we have here is Ubisoft has delayed Rainbow Six Extraction and Riders Republic once again. Extraction has been pushed back to January 2022, and Riders Republic has moved back to October. Uh, this is coming from IGN and written by Rebecca Valentine. In separate posts, the publisher attributed the extraction delay to the, quote, need to take additional time to bring this vision to life, end quote, while saying Riders Republic needed, quote, more time to fine-tune the experience and give you another chance to jump in before launch and provide feedback, end quote. Uh, both games have already suffered delays. Rainbow Six Extraction was initially announced at E3 2019 and was set for a 2020 release, but has since been pushed multiple times. Riders Republic was announced on Ubisoft Forward back in September of 20 and was planned for launch the following February, but was later pushed to September 2nd. Uh, more recently, Forest Cry 6 also got pushed uh, ahead an entire fiscal year. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora got delayed into 2022. And the game that you've been waiting for, Yield, that you think is never coming, Skull and Bones has been a victim of numerous relays, delays pushing back it from its initial announcement at E3 2017. It, it's not the game that it was initially designed as. I'm sure that they've totally revamped it. They've borderlands it, and it won't be as good. All right. So there are your delays. Uh, we have another delay. Uh, this is coming from Capcom. Resident Evil Reverse has been delayed. It is now coming in 2022. I didn't even know this was a game until I was challenged by Levi to it. But Reverse is a multiplayer shooter originally aimed to launch alongside Resident Evil Village. has been delayed a second time. It will now arrive in 2022. Announced on Twitter, Capcom explained that the delay was made so that, quote, the team could continue working to deliver a smooth gameplay experience, end quote. After being initially announced for a May 7th release, the game was pushed back to summer 21 and is 
It has not been an easy ride, and even the game's open beta test was suspended due to matchmaking problems. You know, developers should just not announce a release date until the game's about to go gold. Or when it goes gold. But do you think that... Okay, I, I agree with you to some aspect, but do you think that suffers by not letting the hype build up? No, you just say, hey, we're shooting for winter 2021. Winter 2021 comes around. You can still drop a, at the beginning of it. You can still drop a thing. Hey, we're still looking for this quarter. When it goes gold, hey, launch date is this day. Because it, all, all we hear, at least in the last six months, game got delayed. Game got delayed. Game got delayed. Game got delayed. Now, we've all said that, you know, we have no problem when you push your game back as long as you make it better. But now it's becoming the norm. So don't even give an announced date. Just give a, an announced quarter. And then when you're pretty sure, like 85, 90% sure it's coming out, then drop your release date. I mean, because uh, now it's just starting to get annoying. Yeah, but uh, you have uh, okay. I, I I'm not trying to make excuses, and I know it's I, I always come off as the the corporate apologist. But do you think that the the delays that we have recently has, has you could attribute to mostly the COVID and not being able to work in the studio and everybody's working remotely? Oh, uh, I'm sure. Well, if that's the case, they should just come out and say it. But they're not coming out and say that, so I would say no. You can't use that as an excuse. Okay. Uh, a follow-up tweet for this tells players who bought the physical edition of Resident Evil Village, which came with the download code for Reverse, to either redeem it now or, quote, keep track of it, presumably because no replacements will be offered for lost codes once the game hopefully arrives early next year. Reverse is a six-player PvP deathmatch game that allows players to take on the roles of characters from throughout the Resident Evil series, battling out in familiar locations that have been reworked as arenas. All right. And, you know, this topic I put in here for you, I didn't think anybody else would really be too interested into it. But Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is a Smash Brothers alike featuring many Nickelodeon characters, including SpongeBob, the Turtles, and more. Hard pass. Really? I don't like Smash Brothers. But even if, what what if, uh, I mean, okay, well, before I ask that question, uh, don't have a full list of characters yet, but we know from the trailer that it's going to have Michelangelo, Leonardo, Nigel Thornberry, Powdered Toastband, SpongeBob SquarePants, Sandy Cheeks, Patrick Starr, Obli Oblina from All Real Monsters, Lucy Loud, Lincoln Loud, Helga, Reptar, Zim, and Danny Phantom. Uh, but my question to you is, okay, it, it from the trailer, it looks a lot like Smash Brothers, but the, the characters themselves don't intrigue you to give this a shot? No. Okay. No, the only reason I played PlayStation All-Stars was because I got it for free. So you, you, you wouldn't have paid for that at all? No, absolutely not. I'm, I, I'm not a fighting game guy. All right. 
Well, I guess that was a waste of a topic, then. <laughs> I figured you would, you would be at least interested because of the characters. No, the, the only character I'm interested in is Powder Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> oh, That's God. it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I played them before, and I could care less about all the other Nickelodeon characters. All right. Well, then, I guess we're going to move on to our topics of the week, because we have two of them. But before that, we have an ad, and here you go. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media feeds. Just look for Proving Gamer on Twitter and Facebook. Be sure to also join the Trophy Horse Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash TW podcasts. In the group is where you can ask questions for us to answer on the show. You can also send us an email via the Troy Memorial email. That address is trophyhorse at provengamer.com. Or if you would rather leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. You can watch our videos on YouTube by doing a search for official Proven Gamer. You can also catch us streaming at twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. And you can catch Tricky... Streaming for Extra Life every Sunday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash Extra Life for Kids. Remember, that's the number four, not the word. Uh, Yeah, so as I've said many times, I'm not streaming for them anymore, but I am working on with them, just not streaming for them. Uh, But more details will come as that follows. All right, I was kind of hoping Alex would be here by this point. So, uh, Yield, I'm going to give you an option. Which topic do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Netflix, possibly a uh, partnership with PlayStation, or are games, uh, should we dumb down games on the difficulty so everybody can play? Uh, which are the ones you think Alex is going to want to talk about the most? Uh, I think he's going to want to talk about the dumbing down the game is more. That's what I'm thinking too. So we should go with the Netflix. All right. This story is coming from IGN and is written by Liam Wiseman. Uh, it's called Netflix data mine could suggest a partnership with PlayStation. The article goes on to say Netflix has not been shy by its desire to jump into the video game space. Recently announcing the streaming giant will be expanded to make game content as well as movies and TV for its platform. But a recent data mine suggests that the partnership could also be formed with PlayStation to bring some of PlayStation's biggest brands to Netflix in some form. Reported by VGC, data miner Steve Mosher appears to have uncovered PlayStation brand imagery and content in the Netflix app code. Mosher shared the information via a tweet, including images of both the Ghost of Tsushima box art and some PS5 controllers. It's unclear exactly what this means for Netflix, but if there is some... A uh, partnership between Netflix and PlayStation, it could see Ghost of Tsushima content come to the stream service in some form. Uh, Moses suggests that the gaming section of Netflix currently is has the code name Shark, and the placement of the PlayStation IP within suggests that a collaborative approach. This wouldn't be the first major deal between Sony and Netflix, as the two companies agreed earlier this year. That means movies from Sony Pictures Entertainment will come to Netflix first after their uh, theater run. Netflix has been aiming to jump more into the gaming space for a while now. It was reported earlier this year that the company was looking to hire an expert in gaming content to lead a gaming division, and it recently appointed XEA, a Facebook gaming executive, uh, to do just that. 
The company's also previously experimented with interactive stories to productions such as Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, which adopted a sort of choose-your-own-adventure approach in storytelling. However, the company has yet to release any full game content, and it's also currently unknown what Verdu will be doing at the company, as Netflix has yet to comment further about the role. Now, the article still goes on, saying that there's going to be a Last of Us TV show and a Ghost of Shima movie, both in Greenlit. Uh, so, Yield... My question to you, and uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit of a conversation about this. If Netflix was to let you uh, download, or not download, but stream their games, and this would require you not to have a PS5, wouldn't one, would you go that route, being that you can get the games cheaper and not have to spend the $500 cost for a PS5, or because I know you like your physical stuff, would you still go ahead and buy a PS5 and still use the service or B or C, buy the console and just not use the service at all? Well, this is all speculating because you don't really know what the partnership would be. So you can't really hypothesize on that. At least I don't think so. But I'll buy my console. I'll get my games. I'm not using the service. Now, are do you currently use Netflix as it, right now? No. And is there any reason why you don't use Netflix? Uh, there was nothing on there that I wanted to watch. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I think this brings up an interesting point in the fact that, like, because recently, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the communities. Uh, I know you're not too much in the Loop Brothers group where most of this conversation is happening. But Levi and some others have been very vocal about Game Pass and, you know, how... It's allowing them to play more games for a cheaper price. Uh, Levi's also been very vocal in the fact that uh, he doesn't like to buy, he doesn't want to buy any more PlayStation exclusives because within a year they're on Plus, uh, where with uh, Game Pass, you know, all their exclusive Xbox exclusives are coming out day one. So he doesn't want to buy any PlayStation games. I, you know, it's kind of weird to me because. <sighs> I don't want to use a streaming service, uh, a third-party streaming service to play my games on my PlayStation. But I think if this opens up certain IPs to certain people, then that could be good. But if they wind up raising Netflix's uh, price to incorporate this, I think that's a bad move in all parties. Well, I'm sure they'll raise their price. All right. You know, we're 20 minutes into the show. We're on our last topic here. <laughs> awesome. Quick show. Alex may not make it. So we're going to move on and uh, maybe just Alex list this week. Uh, let's move on. We're getting another article from IGN written by Wesley LeBlanc. Insomniac's Ratchet and Clank shed the conventional wisdom that games need to be difficult. Uh Summit Games, uh, in an interview with Axis, Rift Apart game director Mike Dolly explained that the team's thinking on how difficulty had changed and that the studio no longer felt the need to design video games that were satisfying as a result of difficulty. Quote, we have to s- sort of shed this controversy. Con- we have to sort of shed this uh, conventional wisdom that games need to be a hard ass for you to get satisfaction out of it. We no longer think about, like, will we make the most elite players feel good about themselves and more like, 
Will it enable everybody to have the experience they want to have? Because that's sort of important to us. He pointed out that many of the ways Ratchet & Clank has grown more accessible to players, citing things like the game's ping and hint system, its activity cards, and skippable puzzles. Insomniac Games' director of core technology, Mike Fitzgerald, said that making puzzle levels in a Ratchet & Clank game completely skippable are like the Rift Apart would have been unthinkable three to five years ago. The PlayStation Plus exclusive activity cards go a long way in making the Rift Apart experience easier for players, too. Be it for a player who finds them stuck on where to go next or looking for something quick to do in the game. As he pointed out, the Rift Apart cards are used as a signpost in-game tasks as well as hidden items or trophy-related quests. They also reveal how long certain tasks will take to complete, so a player within just 20 minutes can play easily jump in to Rift Apart that shouldn't take more than 20 minutes. He says that these times are estimates on the developer's behalf and then compared to average players' times used as Sony's online PlayStation Network. So there's another article attached to this uh, saying that Psychonauts, uh, also coming from IGN and written by Adam Bankhurst, uh, Double Fine has revealed that Psychonauts 2 will have a, a, an invincibility toggle as it believes that, quote, all people should be able to enjoy their games, end quote. Double Fine shared this bit of news on Twitter in response to Xbox Twitter saying that, quote, beating a game on the lowest difficulty is still beating the game, end quote. Uh... Another quote says, if you beat Psychonauts 2 with the invincibility toggle, you still beat Psychonauts 2. All the people should be able to enjoy games, all ages, all possible needs. And it's an ongoing and important process of our industry and challenge we need to meet at the end of the day. We want you to have fun, to laugh, to experience the story that affects you on whatever terms you want. The studio has gone on to uh, share a quote that pokes fun at all those online who try to gatekeep games and say that every, not everyone should play a game. Quote, uh, excuse me, I beat Sword Guy Serious Time on our no-hit hard mode. If I didn't do that, I don't respect you. And, like, can you even comment on things if you're not Diamond 6 rank in Shooting McBlam? I don't think so. All right, Alex is here. Uh, Alex, we are talking about should games be easier uh, from the developers. So I'm going to continue with the article. Um, it says... In response to the fake quote and emphasize the point, Double Fight added, Cool, bud, you're so cool. The debate on game difficulty has been an ongoing one for years, but now the truth of the matter is that difficulty is relative to the individual players in so many ways. By adding invisibility toggle to Psychonauts 2, this in no way impacts the player who wants to be on the hardest difficulty. It allows more players to enjoy the game that just may become their next favorite of all time. Psychonauts and its invisibility toggle will be released on August 25th. On Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PS4, PS5 via backwards compatibility. Oh, and it will be available on Xbox Game Pass on day one. So there you go. So all this, you know, speaking of articles and all this stuff, and please go give these articles clicks because I basically read them all in entirely. But uh, Alex, we'll start with you. I know I'm throwing you into the deep end here, but should games uh, feature... I don't want to say handicaps because that's the wrong word, but should games feature an easy mode to allow people to go through regardless of how difficult the game really should be? Like, should Dark Souls should have an easy mode? I mean, you know, we we had the recent talk about Housemark and, you know, how they commented on some of the complaints about Returnal being a little too hard. And, you know, they've been that arcade style that they've always done. You know, they've always had, you know, more difficult games. 
I honestly, me personally, so there's there's kind of two sides to this, and I guess you know as the creator of these games you know you people create stories and it's like yes i don't think you know your fans argue that they should write stories no the people who consume video games the fans people who don't work at the game industry should not be you know writing stories for video games the people who are creating these video games and these characters they're the ones who should be writing the scripts and everything they're the ones who are curating this experience and whether you like it or not that doesn't mean that you know people in the games industry aren't the ones the right ones to be writing these stories as far as difficulty goes i mean you got. I think that the game maker themselves should be able to curate that experience. And if so, and if it's not, you know, it's it's a faster speed than you can go. Then that's just not a game for you. Uh, not every game. Not every, like Dark Souls is not going to be for everyone. Bloodborne is not going to be for everyone. You know, as much as I appreciated Dark or Bloodborne for you know its its gothic stylings and just how cool everything looked and you know the big bosses. Not really a game style for me because I hated having to grind through every section of the game just to be able to fight the bosses. So, is, but then you've also got the thing where, you know, you see statistics about how many people actually finish games. Like, they'll buy a game and then most people won't ever finish it. It's like, as a someone who, you know, a designer for these experiences, do you want more people to finish your game? Do you want more people to see the story? Or do you want people to feel challenged? I mean, I guess the only way to really have that is give people, you know easy, normal, and hard, or some, you know, different classes of difficulty, and let people who want, you know, something that's a little easier go through on that, and at least they get the story, and then uh, people who want the challenge can go on the harder levels. I mean, that seems to be the only way to give people what they want. You know, it kind of, if the question is, should games be easier from the outset, it's kind of like, well, why do you need to make games easier? But for everyone's play experience, I mean, everyone plays differently. Everyone has different skill levels. So if you as a game creator want more people to play your game and more more people to access your game and get to the end, then giving them more options when it comes to difficulty is probably the best thing. I mean, I, I realize that people asking for easier games kind of sounds like, you know, the, I'll quote Donnie, crybaby gamers. But, you know, from a game creation standpoint, it's like, if you give people, you know, if you if you lower the bar to entry and you allow people who want the higher difficulty to take that on in different in higher difficulty modes, then you know giving someone else the option to play on an easier mode isn't hurting isn't taking away the challenge from the people who play on harder. All right, yield. Uh, it's always I've always been a fan or always been okay with it's up to the developer what they want to do. They're the ones making the game. If they want to make it so there's a normal, uh, an easy, normal, hard, or extreme, then it's up to them. If they want to make it Dark Souls, where it's old school, hard as hell, that's up to them. And if you want to play it, play it. If you don't, don't. Don't. I don't get this philosophy of where gamers, especially this younger generation, feels that they are entitled to tell the developer this is what I want. If you don't want it, don't buy it. Or then, you know, then just play it and learn the nuances of the game. I mean, I don't play fighting games because I'm horrible at them. I don't have fun. So there are just some games that just aren't meant for you. You know, I've never played Dark Souls. I hear it's hard as heck. You know what? That's a wall I don't want to beat my head against. So I don't play it. But what if... I, what, what if I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but 
Take take the Dark Souls or the Bloodborne game. Now, Alex worked his way through Bloodborne. Uh, I'm not going to say like Bloodborne has probably the, like a, a, a banging ass story. But let's just say Alex did come on and say, you got to play Bloodborne because the story is absolutely fucking amazing. But it's just too difficult for you to go through. I mean, that I think that's the point they, this article is trying to get to is say, make Bloodborne easy enough so we can actually enjoy the story. I, I wouldn't say too difficult. I mean, yes, it's a difficult game, but it's also very tedious because of all the grinding. So hard, but also like there's a lot of tedium to that game. But uh, but going back to you, but saying like that, I think that's the pro, the the what they're trying to get to is say like make Bloodborne easy enough. Where people anybody can go and actually enjoy the story. So, 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 would you be okay with movie theater directors being told that? Uh, well, okay. So let, let's. You're a Marvel guy, right? Right. How would you have liked it if Fox told De- the Deadpool director, "You can't do everything that makes Deadpool Deadpool in this movie"? But they did do that. But they—that's exactly. But to, for everybody to watch it, let's dumb it down. I, I mean, I get like, see, I see. Well, it, it's the same medium now. See, it never used to be. This is the same medium. Video games, movies were the same medium. Okay. Whether, whether people want to agree or not. So if you open Pandora's box for one, you're opening Pandora's box for the other. I mean, it, it's, that's just, like it's saying just a somebody... path. It's a go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say that. I mean, to your point, maybe it, that's the same thing as like somebody saying the next Final Destination or the next Friday the Thirteenth or the next, uh, you know. Nightmare on Elm Street, you can't make it too scary because you have to make it... Uh, uh, so everybody can watch it. Right. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, okay. Yeah, see? Let, let, let the developer do what they want to do. If they want to put in an easy mode, if they want to put in an invincibility mode, you know what? It doesn't hamper how you play. It's just an extra switch. Something you can turn on in options, something you can turn off. Doesn't affect the hardcore player. Doesn't affect the person who can't do it. These games that decide they want to make them as hard as they want to be, there's only, we come up with two, Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Most games out there have a difficulty level. So I don't understand your gripe. I, I, I don't. If you want to play them, then sit down and beat your head against that wall, and you will be extremely satisfied that you got through it. Otherwise, just move on. There are a plethora of games to play. I, I think for the sake of making games more accessible to a, more people, which is what the games industry has tried to do in a whole as a whole, I think that difficulty levels are, you know, an essential thing. Like, I think that those, you know, f- for the, you know, when you take everyone's the best case scenario for everyone, that is the best case scenario to allow people to play it on any difficulty they want and experience a, a game any way they want. Um, but I th- also think that a developer who makes a hard game should not apologize for making a hard game. And if they want to make it hard as balls and only a few people are ever going to get past it, then that's that's their call. I mean, you look at some of the trophies for some of the, the Mega Man games, like Mega Man 9 in, spe- in particular, like some of the in-game achievements for that were like, don't die. Beat the game in under a certain amount of time. Don't get don't take any damage like. Most people will never even attempt those just because they're so terrifying in scope. But I think that any developer who's like, we want to make challenging games, we want to make hard games. If you get through them, that's fine. If you don't want to buy them, that's fine. I don't think anyone should apologize or have to change their style just to make gamers happy. That said, 
to reach a to reach a wider audience, it's obviously best that you have multiple difficulty levels so that people can actually get through your game, whether they're you know capable or not. All right. So, what do you? How do you guys feel about? Uh, I know this was in the article, but um, adaptive difficulty, where if you're starting to really blow through the game, the game gets harder. But if it starts to realize that you're struggling, it backs off and makes the game easier. Well, here's how, the thing: like I fucking hate that, that. Like because there are some games that'll give you the option. You know, if you die a certain amount of times, like, do you want to go down in scale of difficulty? It's like, no, I started this game on this difficulty, and I want to fucking play it on this difficulty. It. Yeah. So don't do that automatically, because you know if you do that, I, I at least give me the option. But even giving me the option is kind of insulting. Like I hate that. So I want, you know, if I want to go into the options while I'm playing and change the difficulty because I'm having such a hard time, allow me to do that. But and, you know, and you know, obviously any trophies associated with that, I'm, I'm you know I'm preventing myself from getting those. But don't give me an option after I've died a certain amount of times to do that. Or just do it automatically. I don't want that. If it's my option to go in there and do it via the options of the settings, that's fine. But don't throw it in my face that this is hard and I'm struggling with it. See, I okay. I'm gonna see. I can't. I can't remember what game it was. There was a game that did that. If you died like, oh, let's say five times in the same spot, they would make it easier for you. They no, no. They well, they would ask you. There would be a prompt on the screen after like your fifth death. Hey. We've noticed you're having trouble with this spot. Would you like to dumb down the difficulty? Yes or no? And I would always say no, because like Alex said, I went in this way and I'm going to get through it. Maybe I, maybe I'm having a brain fart. Maybe they're just kicking my butt. I, I like the ones. I like the games in the sense that they take the first couple of levels, maybe. Okay. You're playing this hard. We're going to kick it up or you're breezing through it. We're going to kick it up. I'm okay with that, but don't turn around and dumb it down automatically without asking me because, you know, either I set the difficulty or you had your algorithm set by how I started playing that this is a difficulty I should play at because of my experience, then that's that's what I should go. For the most part, I play all my games. I start off on normal so I can enjoy the story. And then if I want to go back and get the trophies, then I kick it up to the harder difficulty if I have to to get the trophies. See, me, okay, I'm going to change the the narrative a little bit here. But to me, this is kind of like uh, everybody saying that these games need to have an easy mode. This is like me turning around and saying, I want to play the Call of Duty game, so the developers need to incorporate a third-person view into the game. Like, that's not their vision, so they should not have to do that but yield you just to be clear about what you're saying you're okay with developers doing this but leave it as an option rather than saying forcing everybody to do it the developer wants to do it you're fine with it but if they don't want to do it you're also fine with it yeah i mean like i said we can only name two games off top for heads that are hard as heck and there's no easy mode i don't think i can't crash crash four i don't think that had an easy mode but what if they go ahead and patch it in? Are you okay with that? I mean, if somebody wants to play that way, that's fine. But, I mean, I that would make, obviously, the trophies significantly less difficult. And I think that they intended those. I mean, the Crash games, If you like, I think everyone was surprised when they played the Insane Trilogy and how difficult that those games were. And, yeah, they, they changed the physics on them some. 
like the jumping physics and like the platforming physics. But the crash games were always hard and much harder, apparently, than we remember. So, I mean, them, I, I don't think they would ever dumb down the trophy list, so to speak, by making like an easy mode in that so that people could get through, you know. I mean, I don't even know if you could do an easy mode for that because a lot of the it's not just like enemy health or anything like that. It's like the placement of platforms and power ups and where the, the abysses are. So I don't know if you could really do easy for crash because a lot of it is platforming. And a lot of it's environmental. Unless you just like did easy and like the platforms are like all much wider and stuff like that. All right. Any final thoughts before we move on to our reader question or listener questions, guys? I mean, pers- personally, I don't need easy mode in games. I want to play. I always play on normal because that's, you know, has always been said to be the way that developers intended you to play the game. So I always want to play the way that people intend to play the game. I don't, you know, I'm not particularly one where it's like unless there's a, to- a trophy tied to, you know, a game I really enjoy and I want to get the platinum on, then I won't even try hard because I don't care. I I just want to go through on the normal experience because that's how someone made that experience and that's how they they would prefer that I play. So I personally don't want easy mode, but I mean, again, the industry is trying to make things more accessible. So difficulty, you know, difficulty uh, and difficulty settings is a good way to do that. But, you know, to the developers out there, curate the game that you want, make the game experience you want. And if people can beat it, then that's great. If they can't, then that's not that's not on you. So just make the game that you want to make. If you want more people to play it, have difficulty settings. If you want people to feel challenged and feel like they've overcome something special, make it hard and don't apologize. There you go. Well said. All right. Yield and Alex. Yeah. Here you go, gentlemen. Time to check my social media, y'all. All right, so I remembered to put a uh, thread into our Facebook group. Again, if you want to leave us a question, go to our Facebook group. Uh, I would say 90% of the time we remember to put a post in there for you to ask questions. All right, so our first question comes from Ponder Stibbins, who has changed his name on Facebook, which threw me off for a while. He says, pick one game from the PlayStation 1 to have an HD port to either the PS4 or the PS5. And tell me about the trophy list you'd give it. Would it be an easy or hard as fuck platinum? Would there be one insane trophy that blocks the, the plat? And is it 12 golds in one plat or a good mix of all the trophies? Now, there's a lot to unpack there. So let's start with the first. Uh, Yield, what game yes. from the PlayStation 1 era would you have an HD port on the PS5 or PS5? And I think I already know your answer. Well, I mean, besides uh, my every E3 answer as for Siphon Filter, um, I will, because that, that's a gimme, so I'll actually pick something different. Uh, Soul Reaver. Okay, and would you, what kind of trophy list would you give it? Would you be making an easy plat, or easy trophy list or a hard one? I would say uh, probably middle of the road. Not not overly difficult, maybe slightly on the the, the, the challenging side, maybe maybe there'd be a couple of trophies, two or three, four in there that would be, you know, kind of challenging, but nothing that nothing that would make it insanely hard because, you know, those are a story-driven game. Those are something to enjoy. So you shouldn't throw in a incredibly hard trophy that denies people a platinum. 
Right, and obviously you'd probably make it a good mix of not old. I I would make it a good mix. I I am not. I mean, it's up to developer, whatever. I I wouldn't if I was developing. I would not develop a game of here's all gold trophies and a platinum. I would, you know, you have to have this discussion with your development team or whoever. The you know, ah, let's okay, these are bronze trophies, these are silvers, and these are golds. All right. Alex, move on to you. What game from the PlayStation 1 would you have an HD port for? So, I was going to, and I'm not going to, Levi in the comments brings up Twisted Metal, so I'll refrain from saying Twisted Metal, because it's one of my favorite franchises from the early PlayStation days, Uh, but I think, you know, just saying that, you know, kind of agreeing with Levi, I mean, we want to give love to other franchises too in other games, so I'll let Levi have that one. And, of course, the Crash Bandicoot games made a recent comeback on the PS4, not only the Insane Trilogy, but also Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. So I will say that I would like to see Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I would really like to see what kind of art style, because it wasn't like just like a, a 3D game, like all the polygonal 3D games that were coming out those days. You know, it was a very unique, it was a yeah, very unique look. And I'd like to see updated what somebody could do with that and with the music in particular. So I think that'd be a really cool game. I think it's a you know a long enough game um, that you know it would fit in with today's game. So no one you know if they just kind of did a very faithful recreation of it, or you know at least as far as the game length goes in the map, I feel like people would feel sated after you know playing through the game. They wouldn't feel cheated and they wouldn't feel like oh this is you know not long enough of a game. But as far as the trophy list goes, you know there are some unique bosses in there. Like obviously, I think that you should. Um, you know, I don't know, because people see, tend to, like, the check the checkpoint trophies, right? Like, oh, beat this boss, oh, beat this boss, oh, beat this boss. But I think that a Castlevania game is going to have a lot of those checkpoints because, you know, that's what, you know, it's not like there's a ton of collectibles to get. So I think that I would have a trophy, you know, for beating some of the more notable bosses, or, no, trophies for beating some of the more notable bosses. And then I would like to have, you know, a trophy for maybe using every weapon or item in the game. Um, maybe a trophy for unlocking or you know, going to every single room in the castle that'd be really cool uh maybe you know because the the big thing about symphony of the night is that the game you know flips upside down halfway through so maybe you know like you get a trophy for getting through the first half and then you get a trophy for surviving that second half too so a lot of it in that game would just be you know gameplay for me um the big ones would probably be you know just beating notable bosses getting through the first and second half of the game using all the weapons and items, and then just opening or, or, or traveling to every single level in a castle. Because obviously, Metroidvania style, there's some areas of the castle you can't access for, um, you know, until you you go further on and discover secrets or discover items. So I think going back and, and finding every room in the castle would be good. I wouldn't tie the game to difficulty because Castlevania typically is pretty difficult. It's a, it's a challenging series. So I wouldn't want, like, difficulty to be tied in there. I would, would just be like, hey, you have normal difficulty. Go through it on normal difficulty. You beat it on normal difficulty, you get a trophy for it. I'd, and I d- wouldn't want to encourage people to play through a second time because, you know, that should be... You shouldn't have to play through a game a second time just for a trophy. You should play it a second time because there's something you missed or because you want to play it again or you just had so much fun that you don't want to leave that world. So I would say I would want people to play through again because they want to, but not because they would have to to get a trophy. So I would only do one playthrough and have a trophy not tied difficulty and because there would be only one difficulty i guess and then have you get one playthrough and you're done you don't have to play through again to get another trophy because again that's a long enough experience where i don't want people to be frustrated because well 
I have to play through this again all because I, I have to get another trophy. I want them to play through it, enjoy it, and then look back and say, I had a great experience with that, and I'm ready to move on. All right, I'm going to keep mine simple. Uh, I'm, I would remake uh, Intelligence Cube IQ, and I would make the <clears throat> trophy list hard as fuck because the game is already hard as fuck. So I would definitely make it a hard platinum to get. I want to give also a, kind of like an honorable mention to the Driver series, even though three wasn't really very good. One, two, and four were, and so that would be a nice uh, HD remake. Especially the first one, because you felt like a boss when you got out of that parking garage. All right, going through the rest of the comments here, uh, as Alex pointed out, Levi brought up the metal, uh, Twisted Metal series. He says remastered one through four, and no trophies because trophies are for nerds. I don't read every single post. I'm not gonna. Okay. Uh, uh, No, because I'm not going to get into the whole um, Bashed Levi thing. Uh, do do David Bray says Soul Reaver, and for the trophies, I'm not sure if you could pick how hard your playthrough is, but I'll put it somewhere in the middle. Uh, then he goes on to say, if y'all can pick a game to redo, maybe one you played or had interest in, but doesn't meet your expectations, what would it be, and what would you add or fix? Uh, one to redo uh, Rogue Squadron from the N64. Alex? Hold on, I was looking for that post. Would you uh, read me that again? He says, if you could pick a game to redo, maybe one you played or had interest in, but it just didn't meet your expectations, what game would it be and what would you add or fix? And and this isn't just like the original PlayStation. Okay, go ahead. No. No, no, this is what I think. That's... That that's why I said Rogue Squadron for the N sixty four because I think that would be awesome on modern consoles. Kind of what Squadrons was hinting at, but Rogue Squadron, um, if you played it, had nothing to do with the Star Wars movies. It was just the vehicles and settings, and occasionally you would unlock, you know, the Death Star trench run or uh, the from Return of the Jedi going into the Death Star. You unlocked those missions that you could do, but for the most part, the gameplay was just in the Star Wars universe. All right. uh, Just to give you answers, give you some time to think of an answer here, Alex. Uh, He goes on to say his would be the EA Battle Fonts. I think he means Battle Fonts. Yeah. Uh, By adding Galactic Conquest and more Clone Wars, and he would redo Layer by making it more like How to Train a Dragon. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, and Ponder went on to answer his own question uh, from before. He says he'd go for the Grand Trees of 1 and 2, a plat each for them, bronzes for each license, but a silver for A and gold, uh, and a gold for A internationals, trophies for completing every few events, maybe se- separate trophies for coming in first in each endurance race, Bronze for each spending 250 and 500k on cars. Silver for 1 million. Five, gold for 5 million. One gold trophy for play first in everything. One bronze for lapping someone. And one bronze for going from last to first on the last lap of a race. Uh, and then uh, as far as a game for a remake, uh, Dupes says I he'd go for a Silent Hill remake. Some nice trophies for the different endings. 
All right, Alex, back to you. What game just didn't leave up to your expectations and that you would and what would you fix about it? I mean, I don't know if I would say for some of these examples, because I, I, originally I was thinking Bloody Roar for the PS1 because that was a really cool concept that just wasn't as edge or uh, executed all that well. So I would like to see someone come back and redo that. But I've also said that on a previous show, so I don't want to say that here. I don't know if I would say wouldn't live expe- up to expectations because, quite frankly, I've got a classic example and then a more new example. And, you know, I personally, I don't really like uh, I wouldn't say they really disappointed me. But I, I guess maybe the more modern would. But I think that, you know, with the more classic game, Mega Man 3, I love that game. It's my favorite Mega Man game. Um, but with Mega Man 3, like everyone points to the Doc Robot levels in between beating the eight Robot Masters and then getting to Dr. Wild's Castles. Like, the Doc Robots could have been taken out, and that game would have been perfect. So those four levels with the Doc Robots that assume the powers of the Mega Man 2 bosses, you take those levels out, and the game is pretty much perfect. I love Mega Man 3, so that you could actually improve the game that way. But again, that game's a masterpiece, so not it, it, the game lived up to expectations and continues to live up to expectations. But that's one change I would make in any kind of remake. And then you've also got The Order 1886, a game that I enjoyed. And I know that it didn't live up to a lot of people's expectations. One of the things that I will point out about that game is, you know, you're sold on it being like, you know, there's very supernatural, like you fight a lot of monsters. But what I found in that game is you fight far more human enemies than monsters. Like, yes, there are some werewolves and creatures of the night and stuff like that. But if I were to go back, I would say, yes, make the game a little longer. You don't have to make the game a lot longer. But I feel like we were sold on a game that had more fights against, you know, werewolves and more creatures like that and what we got was more like human on human interaction and yes you know a lot of times we find out that the real devils in the story are humans but you know it's like in resistance 3 like there's a a section in there like a prison where you find out that the human enemies are almost as worse than the chimeras so yes i know that that element will be in there but i just wanted more monster fights i want to fight more werewolves i didn't feel like there was enough of that in the order 1886 yeah the game looked beautiful like it was a lot of fun Make it a little longer and just have more monsters in there. Give me what you sold me. Tricky, what, uh, you haven't answered yet. What is, what is your pick? What is the game that you didn't live up to your expectations or the expectations of the game community that you want to see remade and how would you fix it? I feel like my answer is going to be a cop-out answer. You had all this time to think and the best thing you can come is with a cop-out. No, because... To me, I feel strongly about my answer, but I think it's just going to be a cop-out answer because my answer is going to be Metal Gear Solid Five. All right, well, what what were the complaints you had against that game, and how would you make it better? I'd actually finish it. I'd let Kojima go into a studio and do whatever the fuck he needs to do to finish the actual story because I feel like we only got two out of three chapters, and the third chapter was this visual novel that could have been great. I I legitimately would take Kojima, get the property, and and say, listen, go into your studio, go do what you want to do, and come out when it's done. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how much money you need to spend. Just go and finish the damn game. Because I think with all the, the bullshit that went through with Kojima and Konami, I don't think we got a fair end to that series. And that still burns my ass to this day. No, I'd say that's a good answer. I don't think you need to, to qualify it as well. This is just a cop out. But if that's something that you feel, well, I think is, it's a cop out answer because I think it's so it's so recent. Feel that way. 
Yeah, but it's not recent. I, I don't know. I think that anything could be recent. If you played a game last week that was disappointing, I feel like you should be able to say, I mean, I think this game should be remade in the future or like, I don't know. I mean, and the only reason I don't like a, the like questions like this, and I mean, thank you for the question. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on the question. There is because we get the, the situation like Mass Effect 3, where too many people bitched about the end of the game that the developers went in and patched in a new ending. Like that, to this day, that also pisses me off because that's not what they, how they wanted to, to end that story. But too many people complained, so they caved in and... Oh, okay. We're gonna write a better ending that appeases the fans. No, tell tell your story if and let there it was be that way. A fan poll or like a um, I can't remember. I can't think of what they're called, but um, like some kind of petition. There we go. That's the word. Change.org. If there was a petition on change.org, and I I guarantee there was for this, but if it actually led to anything, it actually got to Naughty Dog, and like, okay, we're gonna change it to where they went back in. And they changed some of the larger story beats in The Last of Us Part Two, and put out a new version of it. Would, I'd be pissed. Would you? Would you play it? No. I wouldn't play it at a protest. Not that I think it would matter to anything, because if it's gonna get, if it's gonna get remade, people are gonna play it. But the people that bitched about the story and and yield, I'm I'm trying not to spoil anything about the story because I know you haven't played it yet, and eventually you will one day. One day. Um. A lot of the complaints that people had with The Last of Us 2, I don't personally agree with. I think they went too far in some of their social justice shit. Uh, I think they that Neil Druckmann kowtowed to an, uh, an, an audience because he felt like he had to, or maybe he personally feels that way, but if they went in and changed that for whatever reason, I personally would not play it again because that would be my own personal protest that I know is not going to lead anywhere, but I'm not going to bow in and say, okay, this got changed because too many people didn't like it. No, a director, whether it's video games or movies, they tell their story. And if you don't like the story, then you have a right to say, I don't like the story. You have a right to bitch and complain. But you do not, under any circumstances, have the right to force a developer to change his vision, his or her vision. That pisses me off. If somebody didn't like the way we do trophy whores, they can voice their opinion, whatnot. But just like we do with the, the freaking soundbite for the list of questions... We had somebody complain, saying, oh, I'm never going to listen to your show if you play that soundbite. What do we do? Every episode. Every Here's episode. the thing. That's like people that come into Whole Foods and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to go shop somewhere else. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Go shop somewhere else. Because right. if you're going to be such a shitty customer, take your ass down the road and go to another grocery store because I don't want to deal with you. Also, we're owned right. by Amazon, so we're pretty safe in that regard. So your little 100 or $50 every week that you spend here – We'll be perfectly fine without that. I promise you. But I mean, yeah. So no, I would not play it. That'd be my own personal protest. I know it's not going to lead anywhere, but I I go to bed at night knowing that I didn't kowtow. Listen, I may not like the story. Like I just watched Black Widow. I'm not going to say it's the best Marvel movie ever. I paid my thirty dollars on Premier Access and watched that on my you ass. You paid thirty dollars? Wow! I'll just wait for it to come to Disney Plus for free. Okay, well, here here's my thinking. 
Uh, I have thirty dollars to I, waste. No, I. I look, ha- I'm, that, that's uh, not me commenting on the movie because I haven't seen it. I've seen some reviews, but that that's not me bashing the movie. I just think if a movie is going to be free at some point and you're paying for that service, you're already paying a subscription fee for Disney Plus. Just wait till it comes out on Disney Plus. True, but uh, the goddess was here, um, and we were spending some time together. And she wanted to see Black Widow, and so did Sweet Mama D. And when I looked at it, I said, uh, if we're going to the movies, I'm going to spend a lot more than $30 at the movies. So I'll sit on my ass at home, watch it on my nice 75-inch 4K television with my surround sound, and I watched the movie. Well, I, then I can if, – if you justified it that way, I, I won't – I can't pick on – you can't – okay. It's hard for me to – pick on you when you thought of it that way. Right. Because if I go to the movies, I'm going to spend $50, $60. Yeah. So at home, you drop 30 And I mean, I can... Not that I would do it, but I don't go to the movies a ton unless I really, really want to see the movie. But I can... Uh, I'm okay with your logic. There we go. I finally spit out what I wanted to say. But... Uh, all right. Oh, so 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 before we close this, I got, to thinking, I got to thinking about some other stuff. Some, some some other games that I would like to see remade besides Rogue Squadron. I was a fan of of um I don't know if you guys remember these games. I was a fan of Jackal, Tiger Hilly, uh what was another one? I think Operation Wolf, but that was a vehicle and a light gun. So really Jackal and Tiger Hilly was kind of a nineteen forty three. That was the other one. Your top down kind of just go at it and kill everything. I would like to see a game like that, not necessarily maybe top down, but reimagined for today's generation and console. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Okay. I think that would be kind of cool. Those games were always kind of fun. You know, 1943 was World War II. Jackal was more. You could probably say Vietnam because it was in a jungle where you drove a jeep and picked up prisoners and blew things up. So, you know, as long as we're on the wish list here, I'd like to see somebody put Cowboys and Mumesa, the arcade game, on the PlayStation Network so I could buy it and play it again. Never played it. I remember it was the arcade cabinet was at a Pizza Hut here in town, and I loved going to that Pizza Hut. One, because I like Pizza Hut, but also because I love playing the arcade game for Cowboys and Mumesa. If anyone remembers that game, please com- com- hit us up on the Facebook thread. All right. With that being said, we're going to close out the show with one more add-in. This portion of the show is brought to you by Twitch Prime. Did you know that Amazon gives you $5 to give to your favorite streamer every month? If you link your Amazon Prime account with Twitch, you can sub to any Twitch page for free. You have to renew it every month. Otherwise, Amazon is just going to keep your money, though. So remember. So why not just give it to us instead? All right. Uh, hey, quick question for you guys. Sure. Yes. So because we obviously know, and I this question just popped in my head, so I want to throw it out there. We all know that PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale was kind of a game that was built in the image of Super Smash Brothers. But if Sony had like a party game, like Mario Party, but it featured all PlayStation characters. Would you want that? I mean, initially with the idea, no, but I'm always willing to 
let a developer do their thing and let me, you know, let me see some gameplay footage. Let me see a trailer on it and see if you can sell me on it. That's not my type of game, but I'm always interested in seeing where somebody goes with the game. I mean, you know, I always say that I always make fun of indie games, but my most of my purchases PSN-wise over the last couple of years have been more smaller indie games because I like what they're putting out. I like what I've, I like what I'm seeing. So I'm not going to say no, but, you know, I, 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 I want to see what you're going to do with this before I jump all in. Trick, are you protesting? Is that why you're silent? No, no, I'm actually trying to find a side bite because I found something for Yield and I'm trying to find out where the hell it went because I, I know Yield would appreciate it. How about you appreciate uh, my question and answer it there? I, I, I don't remember your question right now. <laughs> if so. there were like a PlayStation Party, PlayStation All-Stars Party or whatever. No, absolutely not. Fuck no. Telling me you don't like Mario Party? I think maybe what he's saying is PlayStation may not have those characters that that Nintendo has that would work well with a. Nope, that's not that. That's well, not on, it. You know, I think I think saying. he misunderstood me because he I didn't say it right. Instead of saying Mario Party, I should have said Mario Party. Now he knows what I'm talking about when I say Mario Party. You're you're talking about a Mario Party game with PlayStation characters. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely fucking not. Okay, explain why. Because that game has caused me to break up uh, a lot of relationships. A lot of friendships. It's ended a lot of uh, close personal friendships I've had with people. Absolutely not. Not so, going to happen. Right, so, that, so that's your Mario Kart then? Because I hear Mario Kart does that too. Oh, absolutely! I, I knew there's not. You a wouldn't shot want a kart racer hell. featuring PlayStation characters. Absolutely, we already had that, and it was a uh, what was it? What was that game called? No, there wasn't one for PlayStation. No, not a kart racer. No, there was a kart racer. What was a kart racer? You thinking of some Nicktoons racer or something like that? It, no, it had extremely long load times. Oh, you're talking. Uh, damn it. Little Big Planet. No. No, no. That well, there was definitely wasn't Little, little was... Big Planet carding. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to have to find the sound bites another time. Uh... Hold on a second. PlayStation 3. Carter. I know what, I know what you're talking about. Because I started to play it, but... Some of the trophies I wasn't going to be able to get because I joined the party too. Mod late. Nation Racers. There you go, Mod Nation Racers. But was that wasn't like with Sly Cooper and Ratchet and Jack and all them? No, it, no, it wasn't. People could create them. I think you could download them, but that wasn't like a Sony licensed one. No. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about one where you create some goof that looks like Frankenstein. I'm talking about I can race as Murray from Sly Cooper. Nope, not happening. You just don't like fun, tricky. I, it's not about fun. It's just, uh, I value my friendships. And also, are we sure that it was the fault of the games that you lost those relationships and friendships and not necessarily your fault? Or the other party's fault? 
I, I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. There was a lot of friendships that were broken up because somebody stole a star at the la- at the. That has place. never happened to me, and I have played stars with with friends and family members. Have never been like you took my star. Fuck you forever. Get out of here. No, no, but I have, you can ask my brother, I have honked him off more than once by dropping a blue shell on him right before the finish line. Uh, And stealing his win. Or costing him the win. Yeah, but you all still obviously converse with each other. I mean, you all can get pissed as fuck at each other for some Rocket League and they'll come back next week like nothing ever happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. Same thing, same thing with, with, with Mario Kart. If only I could be a fly on the wall at the Huddleston household for those game nights with Mario Kart just to hear the language that's used, making nuns blush. <laughs> and even pirates say, God damn. I, I'm going to ask this and I hope I, I don't bring up uh, any bad memories or you know set you off right now, Yield, but the way you rage during Rocket League Thursdays, is that uh, 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 an accurate representation of the Huddleston house during those the game nights. Uh, when my brother when my brother hits my buttons, yeah. <laughs> and just for the record, who's older, you or your brother? I am. Also, oh, it's it's the little brother. Just it's it's it's, it's, still, it, it's still, yeah yeah. So, <laughs> but it, but in Mario Kart, it's it's me. He has the most rotten luck, you know. He can't buy a blue shell when he's in the back, but or a red turtle shell. But I can always seem to will them almost, and he gets hosed with them. So, yeah, there's a lot of bad blood from a lot of years of unluckiness in Mario Kart. You can ask him; he'll tell you. All right. He 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 is not. He will not hide it. Yeah, let's just shout out, sir. <laughs> Give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Thank you all for listening, supporting the show, and supporting Proven Gamer in any way you can. Whether it's merch, whether you watch our Rocket League Thursdays on twitch.tv slash Proven Gamer. We appreciate you guys oh so very much. Thanks for commenting on Facebook, for submitting questions. whatever you, However you choose to support us, we, we love you for it. So thank you all for your continued support of Trophy Horse and Proven Gamer. Give a shout out to Too Tricky and to Yield. For starting, getting the jump on me tonight, starting a little early so we didn't have to push this thing, this thing back too far into the night. Uh, appreciate you guys for doing that and then let me jump in whenever I could. And then last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving girlfriend, Ashley. I love you, honey. Uh, thank you. Uh, this weekend was Pokemon Go Fest and we played pretty much the entire event over the past two days. So, and she was very, very, uh, she was awesome about it. She didn't complain or anything like that. She was out catching Pokemon with me, beating raid bosses. Uh, we all had a lot of fun. We got together with an old great group and had a great time today. So I just want to thank Ashley for uh, for being patient with me on the big long weekends where we go out and play so much Pokemon Go. I love you. All right, Yield? Uh, shout out to Tricky and Alex for recording. Shout out to uh, Ponder and everybody else who put a question in the group. Shout out to all of you, the Pimps and the Madden, the Hordum, for listening to the show, interacting with us on Facebook, commenting and hanging out with us. Maybe in a game that we're playing, like Nitro has, checking out Rocket League Thursday, doing everything that you guys do to hang out with us. Um, also, I'm going to give a shout out to the game After Party. Kind of enjoying it. 
So, uh, oh, and a shout out to an impromptu three day weekend because they're awesome. All right. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the goddess who I spent some time with. Uh, shout out to Sweet Mama D. Uh, I give a trip you to Levi for not knowing what the difference between a, lo- a trophy and an achievement is. Uh, shout- <clears throat> you know I had to get that in there. I know. I'll just chuckle. Uh, if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. See ya. Later. song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines.